This is an Area Code podcast. This is All Alone, a podcast about life during a pandemic. The following audio diaries were recorded the week of March 22nd. My name is Lance, and I live in Richmond, California. I live in a small house that is right next to a regional park. Just outside my backyard is a fire trail that goes all along the hills in the East Bay. I live here with my wife, and I love how quiet it is here. We're surrounded by nature and wildlife. This time of year, there's a flock of turkeys that migrates through here, so every morning I wake up, make my coffee, and then step outside and throw sunflower seeds to (laughs) all the juvenile turkeys that are coming through. Actually, normally I get up pretty early and drive to work, but for the past couple of weeks I've been working from home. I don't think there's anything I would change about where I live, um, except maybe instead of renting if we own the place and if it was a little bigger, but otherwise I love it here. My name is Jason. I live in a town that's about 20 miles south of Denver. It's not exactly in the suburbs, but it's not exactly outside of the suburbs anymore. 15, 20 years ago, this town would have not been considered in the suburbs, but considering how everything's grown and kind of meshed together, it is in the suburbs. It is a relatively small town when you go by space, but because they're just building neighborhood after neighborhood after neighborhood, 100 houses here, 200 houses there, 170 houses there, blah, blah, blah. Um, It is getting kind of packed with, you know, everybody's got the same style house. Everybody's got the same three colors house. Everybody lives on a cul-de-sac. Everybody has 2.5 kids. Everybody has this. Everybody has that, blah, blah, blah. It's very bland here. Uh, A lot. There's no, no diversity of ideas of thought of culture of anything here it's it's actually quite boring and i dislike it a lot i only live here because it was cheaper than living closer to denver and i make a lot less money than i used to everything is roughly or relatively within walking distance so i can walk to a supermarket i can walk to a walmart i can walk to the you know a starbucks or the library all these places are within a mile mile and a half of where i live uh, so that's always nice. That's I, I do appreciate that. My wife and I are trying to buy our first home. We've been looking for several months. We're very picky. And we finally found a place that we both love. It's under budget. And incredibly, the seller agreed to our bid. But on that same day, I also realized that my job is maybe not as secure as I thought it was. So we stand to potentially lose more than half of our income. And I felt scared about, you know, taking on a mortgage and not being able to pay it. We could probably float by for a while on what we've saved up, but I didn't want our first months of homeownership to be full of anxiety and worrying about if we'll have enough. There's so much uncertainty right now, so we had to make the really difficult decision to back out of the contract. And that was so frustrating. It's something that we've been striving toward for 
years now. We've been looking at open homes for a while, and we've finally saved up enough, and we're going to have a kid later this year. And to have this opportunity finally in our grasp, only to then have to let it go by choice, not because the seller declined our bid or because of some other external circumstance, but because we decided to say no. And it's not like we've lost our jobs or anything yet. We could still go through with this if we wanted to. But because there's so much uncertainty in the future, we just don't feel safe moving forward with such a big decision. And that is really frustrating to feel like we have to put our lives on hold because of this. I live in a condo. It's a fairly large condo, I'm not gonna lie. It's three bedrooms, two baths. I do have a roommate. Um, we are roughly the same age. He's a really friendly guy, super nice guy, but I don't think we'll ever be friends uh, because of some of the just really weird things that he says that bothers me. He makes pseudo-racist comments all the time. Um, he thinks the worst movies are great movies. He thinks good movies are uh, too uppity. He makes comments about why do, why do uh, TV shows and movies have to diversify their cast so much? Things like that. But yesterday, we went to the store together, and he you know, just started making fun of these, uh, this older Asian couple because they were wearing the surgical masks. You know, he was saying comments like, oh, what do they think? They're going to catch something from Americans? Oh, wouldn't that be a trip? It's like, dude, and I told him this. I said, what makes you think they're not Americans? And he looked at me like I was the idiot, like I couldn't see it. Uh, so while he is extremely friendly, he will always, you know, give you a hand with anything. You know, you ask him for help and he's there. Uh, I don't think we'll ever be like friend friends where we can actually sit down and talk about topics or have intelligent conversations. Well, I took up running recently, so I've been taking advantage of living next to this gorgeous regional park, especially during the spring. So every other day I've been going running or going out for a walk, and that hasn't changed too much up until this week. Now the whole state is on lockdown, so there's nothing for people to do except to go to the park. So the park right next to my house has been absolutely slammed with crowds, <laughs> which is kind of concerning if the whole point of the lockdown is to discourage people from gathering together. So I've been avoiding the park and just cycling on a stationary bike indoors. I used to go to the gym quite a bit. I also used to walk my dog quite a bit. With my dog, we'd get about, you know, four to five miles of walking a day, and that's just dog walking. Um, he died two years ago today, so uh, my walking has been cut considerably since he died. My living situation, because I'm now a renter instead of an owner, I don't really have the option to have a dog again. Plus, I'm not quite over Rufus, so. Uh, but uh, I let my gym membership go to save 25 bucks a month. Um, so I work out a lot less than I used to. 
um, which means that even though I do eat healthy, even though I do still try and get out and get walks in or something like that, I'm not necessarily as in shape as I used to be. Looking a little bit more like uh, Grimace than Thor. <laughs> so um, I don't think I can actually watch any more TV or Netflix or YouTube or anything. Um, so I've been, I've read three books in the last week just because I'm bored out of my mind. I'm trying to find things to do to keep me busy because most of the time what I would do would go outside and do something. But with all this, don't go outside. And then we had snow the other day and it was cold. And today it's actually very, very windy. I'm surprised you can't hear it howling in the background. So just trying to stay busy, trying to stay interested or, you know, interested in something, trying not to just become a couch potato, even though I have become a couch potato. Well, my wife and I have been cooped up all week, so we decided to take a drive out to San Francisco just to get out of the house. Um, it's a nice day. And, you know, just spend a little bit of time looking past the walls of our own home. And we also just wanted to see how busy or empty it is. Normally, it takes us like 45 or 50 minutes to drive into San Francisco, and the traffic within the city is... <laughs> pretty awful to deal with. But on our way there, the freeways were absolutely empty. So this gave me a lot of hope that the vast majority of the population here understands how important social distancing is, and they're taking it really seriously. I'm hopeful that within a couple of weeks, we'll start to see the effects of the sacrifice that people are making by limiting the spread of the virus. I'm also hopeful that the virus is going to spur positive change on a greater scale. You know, for the first time in human history, the entire planet is united against the single threat. When people go through challenging times together, they either grow closer or driven apart by that challenge. And um, I'm going to be optimistic and believe that this is going to help unite the globe more than it is going to divide us. Uh, what is something that brought you hope this week? Nothing? Nothing at all? Um, yeah. I was out for a walk yesterday and I met a woman with a dog who I stopped to pet the dog because I still like dogs. I still like to play with them and everything. And, uh, she may or may not have been flirting with me. I haven't figured that out yet. So maybe I'm looking okay. Or maybe she was desperate. I don't know. That was the closest thing to hope I've had this week. Was that, oh, maybe maybe there's a woman on the planet that does find me attractive or interesting. Other than that, no, nothing. I think this is also going to help heal some of the political divide that has caused so much grief recently, and especially in the past three or four years. Not only are all Americans in this together, but politicians from both sides have to act together and fast to get stuff done. So I'm hopeful that at least for a time, all of the political games will cease 
and I think there will be some lasting positive effects from that. I also think one of the consequences of this is that people will trust experts more once again. No one knows what to do, so everyone is looking to the experts for a solution, and in the end, I think they'll find one. I also think, um, at least in the US, this virus is really highlighting the deficits in our healthcare system and our social welfare. Right now, just four states are on lockdown, and already the economy is crashing. And I'm pretty sure it's only going to get worse in the next couple of weeks, so it's pretty apparent that the safety nets in place for people are just not there, and I think when the dust settles, there will be a greater urgency to enact policies like healthcare for all or universal basic income or some form of social safety net. I think the arguments against some of those basic human needs like healthcare that have really divided our country recently are just not going to have the same power that they once did. The news is still dire. I am, like I mentioned earlier, a little jobless at the moment. Uh, job I, uh, I left last week versus the job I was supposed to start tomorrow, which has been put off. So I really don't have anything to do. I don't have any money coming in. You know, and with the uh, the coronavirus, with everybody huddled down and everything, I don't know, you know, if companies are even pretending to hire right now. So no, no real hope per se. You know, and then all these the speculation that this could go on for at least three months, possibly up to eighteen months. I'd say hope is is not uh, something that's really on the forefront of my mind at the moment. All Alone is created and hosted by me, Morgan Lee. It's produced by Richard Clark, Sarah Cameron, and myself. All Alone is a useful group podcast. For more information or to join us, please send us an email at coronavirusdiaries at gmail.com. This is an Area Code podcast.